following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to our Word Alive online experience today. We're so excited that you've uh, tuned in to be here with us. We've got some valuable information we're going to be sharing with you today. I'm really thrilled that Dr. Dalton Smith's here with us. Thank you for coming out today. And my brother Dan Maddox, Pastor Dan's here with us today. And then, of course, our own Davey Leverett. So uh, we're going to be sharing some practical uh, insights about some of the crisis that we're facing from a medical perspective. Uh, Dr. Dalton Smith, uh, we talked, I think, Friday. Mm -hmm. And she would be on a conference call with the CDC. And so you're going to be sharing some of that information. We're going to be talking about a uh, prophetic perspective, uh, really to see prophetically what, what this is all about. And, of course, we're going to be praying together. I'm so thrilled that uh, President Trump made this a national day of prayer. And so there's thousands of people online today, and it's going to be a worldwide prayer meeting that we're all a part of. And we're going to be taking communion at the end. So we've got our communion elements uh, here today. So hopefully you've got some kind of elements you can gather together there in your uh, in your home or wherever you're watching. We'll be taking communion and we'll be praying at the end. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll have a great time together. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to Davey and our team for setting all this up today. Look, share this out uh, before we actually jump into the meeting. What we want to talk about today, you can do a, a watch party, especially those of you watching on Facebook. There's a, a button there that says watch party. What that does is that sends the link to anybody that follows you so that they can tune in and watch today and be a part of this valuable information we're going to share as we're uh, looking into this coronavirus and the crisis that we're facing as a nation. But also, what is the Lord saying about this spiritually? What does that mean to us and how are we going to move through this uh, in peace, with joy, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit? And so share it out. Make sure you got uh, all your friends and family are able to watch with us. And uh, we want to jump in right in the beginning. I want to uh, read a quick scripture, and then Davey's going to do a, just a song for us and just kind of kick us off to get us started. I just opened my Bible this morning to a random scripture. It was Psalm 34. I loved it. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. So we know in the midst of all that's going on right now, one thing is we don't need to be afraid. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So we want to jump in with a little bit of worship. So come on, David, do us one. There's beauty in my brokenness. I've got true love instead of pain. This freedom, though you've captured me, and I've got joy instead of mourning. Yeah, there's beauty in my brokenness. I've got true love instead of pain. This freedom, though you've captured me, I've got joy instead of mourning. You give me joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. You give me joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. There's beauty in my brokenness. I've got true love. I've got true love instead of pain. And there's freedom though you've captured me. I've got joy. I've got joy instead of mourning. Hey. You give me joy down deep in my soul. Down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, you give me joy. Down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. You haven't seen me till you've seen me filled with joy. You haven't seen me till 
you've seen me fill with joy. No, you haven't known me till you've known me fill with joy. Joy forevermore. Yeah. You give me joy. Oh, cause you give me joy down deep in my soul. Down deep in my soul. Down deep in my soul. You give me joy down deep in my soul. Down deep in my soul. Down deep in my soul. Nice. Thank God for Davy Leverett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. You give me joy deep down in my soul. We're just praying for you today that the joy of the Lord would be your strength. Hopefully you're at a comfortable sitting there with your family watching us today. And uh, we just want to take a few moments and encourage you and share some things with you. We'll start with Dr. Dalton Smith. Thank you so much again for coming. And uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, uh, I was intrigued that you were on a conference call with the CDC. So can you just kind of start there? And Well, this w entire week's been full of webinars and briefings and training. I think the Alabama Department of Health has had something every single day for physicians. And the big thing is really just keeping physicians up to date. Everything is changing so quickly. Mm. Um, being able to know kind of how to respond, what's the best next steps, and being able to help people know what they need to do, you know, in case they do start having any kind of symptoms. So uh, can you kind of give us some practical insight to kind of where you think we are and how we can move forward uh, with just practical precaution? Yeah, I think the first thing to really understand is that most people who, even if they were to test positive, survive this virus. I think there's a lot of fear, and I'm hearing a lot of people say, well, what if I'm positive? They, are, they were almost addressing it as if it's a death sentence. It's a virus that most people heal from, and I think the understanding is that we need to see that a lot of the precautions that are happening are to protect those who have weakened immune systems, who are immunocompromised, who have chronic disease, who are elderly. You know, the school closings, people are saying that, is that over-exaggeration? It's because it's not just about the school-aged kids, because honestly, most of them will recover mm -hmm. because they're young and they're, they're healthy. But the school-aged kids sometimes are being picked up by their grandparents. Gotcha. Or they're, go they're staying in homes with elderly or immune-compromised people. So we were looking at a bigger picture at how do we help contain the spread of this disease. And it really comes to social distancing trying to make sure that we are keeping people away from large group settings so that we can try to keep the disease from spreading so quickly. So hence we fist bump today when you get right. <laughs> Or we do the... Or we just did... Uh, <laughs> just did the... Everything's going to be... Everything's going right. to be, be okay sign. So obviously uh, the reason we decided not to have public worship today uh, was not necessarily that we're afraid uh, uh, of this virus, but basically in a precautionary measure. And you explained it so well to me because a lot of people have been telling, uh, explaining to me, which I do understand that we mm -hmm. have a lot of regular flu issues every yeah. year. I had no idea, honestly, that uh, so many people actually die of the flu every year. I think somebody thousands said on thousands. 20 to 70,000 yes. people a year in the U.S. die of the flu. Uh, and influenza, and so I didn't realize that. Uh, but uh, you, you helped me with, well, what's the difference between this, if that's normal, and we still worship every year, even mm -hmm. in flu season, we still gather, what's the difference? And you explained to me that uh, the flu symptoms come on quick, you know you have it, and it almost self-quarantines you because yes. it's so devastating, yes. right? It hits so hard and fast that within one or two days, you already feel bad. And so because you feel bad, you isolate yourself automatically from everybody else, and then you, we don't keep spreading it. But the problem with this particular virus is that the, there's a long period before you actually start feeling sick. So it could be anywhere, you know, the, the, the statistics now are saying anywhere between six to four, up to 14 days before you actually start having symptoms. Now the problem is, even though you're not feeling bad, you can still be spreading during that time. And so trying to do the isolation, trying to self-quarantine, trying to control large crowds, it, it's, it's not about fear, it's about containing the disease. So all these precautionary measures from the major NBAs closing, mm -hmm. the March Madness, the, uh, all the major theaters in New York, all the uh, sporting events closing, style, all the big gatherings is, is a precautionary measure. And if I understand correctly, this is buying us time as a nation to test. Yes. And then because we really don't know at this point 
how many actually been infected and what the spread factor will uh, be. So it buys us time. If we go ahead and start now, it buys us time for the testing to kind of catch up, which from what I understand from some of the news this morning, the testings are becoming more and more available. It is. The testing is, is much more available now than it was, let's say, Monday of this past week. Uh, at this point, if someone were to start having symptoms, because, you know, that's the thing. What if I do get sick? Can I even get into a doctor? Well, we're not actually advising people to go running to the emergency rooms or to their physician's office. We're actually asking people to call first. A lot of the insurance companies now have kind of uh, lessened their restrictions on what we call telehealth, meaning that your physicians can give you a telephone Com, um, conversation and have that be kind of like an appointment to assess your symptoms to be able to determine if you are at high risk for having for potentially being exposed or having this virus that way you can be told where to go how to do it in a safe way so you don't infect yourself or the medical staff that's going to be working with you and we can kind of quickly get people recognized who need to be tested and have the testing done so basically people uh, is there a certain place to go or to contact to be tested here locally or well what we're recommending is call your personal physician a lar large number of the population don't have personal physicians all the urgent care centers as well as the er are supposed to be responding to phone calls because we do not is if you think about it if everyone who thinks they're sick runs to these facilities we now have a population wow. issue where large groups are gathering right. who are actively coughing. And so whether we spread corona or the flu, we've now complicated the situation more. The goal is to first make a phone call to a healthcare facility, and then they can direct you to what the closest testing facilities are for in your area. Wonderful. And of course, uh, then the schools are going to be closing, I think, here locally as of next Thursday. So that starts. Uh, and we'll uh, see how that, because a lot has happened since they made that announcement. Right. You know, we barely had a case when they made that announcement. Now we're up to 12. 12. So, and that's in, what, two, 24, 48 hours. Right. So, you know, I, I don't know what the school system's going to do. But, you know, at this point, it's really just kind of staying abreast of the information. Things are changing quickly. Um, so that may change before before we get done with all this today. <laughs> Main thing you told me when we talked to the day, hygiene. Yes. Just practical, yeah. common sense uh, hygiene. Can you just kind of walk us through that pretty quick? I'm sure most people know about it, but. Yeah, well, and one of the big things I do now is we talked about was corporate health. And you know, some of the things that a lot of people are, are, are showing a lot of anxiety about is my job's not closing down. I have to go to work to, on Monday, so what do I do? And so some things to be aware of is what are the high germ areas in your area within where you work at? You just want to be mindful of that. If you work in an area where everybody's using a coffee pot, is someone wiping down these handles? Are the, the faucets being wiped down where everybody's turning them on and off to wash their hands? Because we still have a lot of hands touching those. What about the vending machine buttons, the elevator buttons? These are things we don't think about on a day-to-day -day basis, but these are high germ areas. And right now, it really becomes more important to be aware of, let me try to help control kind of the, the spread of just general disease and bacteria in my local area, wiping down your cell phone, um, making sure that you're not sharing food. That might be something that we do all the time. We don't really think about it, but now it's not the situation. We kind of are on autopilot when we meet new people. We put our hands out. Right. At church, we hug each other, high five, whatever. Uh, it's a bit of kind of, of really being aware that at this time, we have to kind of not so touchy. <laughs> and I guess probably in general, because mm -hmm. we do have not only the coronavirus, but many other d disease that is spread through, through uh, uh, touch, mm -hmm. that we just need to be more careful, uh, which is, I I'm a big touchy, you know, y'all know too. me here, I mean, I'm like, hey, touch person, touch this person, I'm sorry, David. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, uh, but I understand that yeah. we, we need to be much more precautious, and e even in general, change. right? I mean, because yes. you said your children in school, you you know, don't think about, well, you wash your hands, but you still have to open the door and... Right, to, right. to even get out of the bathroom where you washed your hands. Mm -hmm. But that is still the number one thing for hygiene is hand washing. You know, everybody's asking about, well, what about the hand sanitizer and hand wipes? Those are kind of like secondary. If you can't get to a bathroom to wash your hands after you've touched some things or touched someone, then yes, hand sanitizer and hand wipes are great as a second line. But you want to still be actively making sure you're washing your hand, not touching your face. 
and that's just because the virus has a, you know, can stay alive even after someone coughs it out of, out of their respiratory system. So if you touch something that, um, that maybe their, their cough or sneeze where the virus is landed on, and then you absentmindedly rub your eye or rub your nose, and then you sniff, now you've kind of exposed yourself. So those are some of the reasons that we're telling people not to do those things because we, we're trying to pre prevent the amount of time that the virus may be still active on surfaces. You know, if you do go to the grocery store, most of them have those little hand sanding mm -hmm. wipes. That's good advice on any day. <laughs> Think about how many people touch those cars to always wipe them down before you take off because we do. We're so conditioned, most of us, to just touch our face. We don't think about it. I'll tell you something. I've been, uh, I've reached out to uh, uh, Rick Joyner, our, uh, our prophetic friend there in uh, uh, South Carolina. Also, Chuck Pierce, you'll be hearing a, from the video here in Chuck just in a little bit, which is very, very powerful. But I thought it was really interesting that uh, uh, Rick made this comment that during the Black Plague in Europe, where almost a third of Europe was, uh, was wiped out uh, through the Black Plague, that almost uh, the, the Jewish population in Europe was almost untouched by the Black Plague, even though they lived in the midst of it. And they said it was because of their Levitical hygiene. Wow. And so isn't that interesting that when I read the Old Testament and I see all these strange washings and cleansings and, you know, if, you're, if you touch something that's uh, dead or unclean, you have to stay away from the camp, mm -hmm. right? Uh, isolate yourself. So isn't it interesting that God had given these instructions to his people not as a, a law, mm -hmm. you know, to be holy or righteous, but just common sense, which actually stayed them from a major plague. And so... Wow. Maybe a good idea to go back into Leviticus and uh, look at some of these concepts of being very conscientious uh, as far as uh, the hygiene expect, uh, uh, expectancy of Scripture mm -hmm. uh, even so that uh, we can uh, navigate. Because obviously in the culture we live in, this is what over the last decade we've had several of these waves of sicknesses yeah. come through, right? That. Uh, that will probably continue, will continue to deal with on some level mm -hmm. as the earth continues to uh, move forward in, in, in what we're doing. So I thought that was very, very, very interesting that God in his word would have made provision for hygiene that would have protected the people in the midst of a plague. So bottom line is it is a serious event. That's why all the pre precaution, mm -hmm. because we, we're, we're trying to stay it. We understand that. Uh, but most people, even if they came into contact with it, would navigate it fairly uh, yeah. reasonably, yeah. Uh, with some symptoms, side effects possibly, and then of course the elderly are very cautious, supposed to be very cautious, yeah. and those with pre-existing conditions. Yeah. I think for us, uh, you know, I, I, I've been listening to our prophetic friends and, uh, and, and praying myself, and you know, uh, I can't say the Lord's actually spoke specifically to me uh, about this. I do believe Chuck Pierce has a very insightful uh, thought he'll share with us in just a little bit, which will give us a prophetic insight. Yeah. But uh, I just really feel like it's, uh, you know, the uh, word, a Chinese word for crisis is the same word as opportunity. And uh, I think this is a, a really great opportunity uh, for us uh, on, on several levels. One, I think it's a great test. Uh, are we prepared? You know, are we prepared for, as families? Are we prepared as a church? Are we prepared as people? Uh, we, you know, we've been hearing over the last decade or 20 years about preparedness for the times we're living in. Um, some of us have listened, some of us haven't. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, the mad rush I've seen at the, uh, I've not been out in it, uh, fortunately, but I've seen some newscasts where like uh, the shelves are empty and the stores are empty and the traffic is unbelievable, yes. right? Yes. Uh, and so probably it's a good idea in the future to have a little bit of stocks of supplies stored up, right? Uh, probably have a, not a bad idea to have a water filter uh, in case we were to get an issue there. You know, that they make these water filters now. Our friends Wine to Water have some great water filters available that you literally could pour a mud hole into it. And it's still, you can still, <laughs> literally, they're, yeah. they're that powerful and you can still drink uh, clean water. And so uh, I think it's a great test for us mm -hmm. in a preparedness way to say, okay, you know, we need to be a little bit more prepared. Mm -hmm. uh, even financially, because mm -hmm. there will be, uh, I've listened to the news again, and the government stepping in to help people, obviously, in this time, which I think is uh, remarkable. But at the same time, you know, we've been hearing for decades now, get out of debt, get your houses in financial order. And so I think, so are we listening to that? I think that's a great, uh, a great yeah. thing to take, take from this. 
Uh, I think it's also an opportunity for us, the church, uh, to are we are we a real strong church? Are, are we are we a church that's basically built on a Sunday morning experience where we just come and worship? Is that the depth of our church, or do we have a real depth of a strong church? In other words, so we can't come and worship locally, uh, but we can gather online and we can mobilize and gather. So uh, I say yes. I think we are a strong church. I don't know how many are watching online today, uh, but I'm sure there's bunches of you. I don't have Davies watching some of it here uh, on this computer, but I don't know how many of us are gathered online. But obviously, we're a strong church because we're not. Our relationship uh, with the Lord and each other is not built on just gathering on Sundays. So obviously, our houses of light become more important than ever because this is a time that we could gather, and it may be another type of national disaster in the future or crisis but at least we've got houses of light where we can gather and care for one another. So it's a great opportunity, I think, for us to uh, rally as the church, not just Word Alive, but then be the church. Yeah, true. Right? So that we can be the light uh, in, 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 in the midst of this uh, darkness. Uh, I, I, I was moved to tears uh, on some social media when I, uh, a lady posted that she was, uh, had ran to the grocery store and she heard a slight voice uh, and she looked, and there was a lady, 80-year-old lady and her husband in the car with the window cracked calling uh, for her to come over, and she did, and she was in tears. Uh, they desperately needed groceries but was afraid to go in, uh, you know, just because of the panic of, uh, it's just yeah. terrible that they were sitting there in the car afraid right. to go into the grocery store. So slid a $100 bill through the window, and the lady went in and shopped for her and, wow. and brought, it, brought it back out. And so... Uh, you know, I think it's a great time. Let's reach out. We can reach out to those we know elderly, right? Uh, maybe in our neighborhood or our sphere of influence to make sure that do you need me to go shop for you? Do you yeah. need me to go uh, run an errand for you? This is the time for the church to rise up and be the church. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, all of us in our spheres of influence begin to check on our, in our neighborhoods, in our sphere of influence. Obviously, we're available if you need to call us here at the church or email uh, we can connect you with the right people that can help you, or we can help you ourselves. Uh, children, I think, in, you know, in school, if they, uh, when the schools cancel, some may need some help with child care, navigating that. Maybe check with your sphere of influence and friends and see if you can help navigate with that. With children, share our supplies. Um, the toilet paper thing's been a funny thing, you know, that everybody's been laughing about, but all of the hand sanitizer, toilet paper, all that stuff's been diminish, maybe uh, share, uh, being willing to share some of our own uh, mm-hmm. stuff with others instead mm-hmm. of uh, hoarding it up. Uh, in many, many, many ways, I think that we could actually be, be the church in this hour and uh, reach out and, uh, yes. and let our light uh, shine to others. And Amen. so very, very, very great opportunity. And last, uh, you know, we're going to have some extra time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, right? I mean, right. so, so it's things are... Uh, sometimes, you know, I, I don't, let me say this. I don't believe this is from the Lord. I don't believe this is God's judgment. I don't believe this is virus is from God. I believe it's from the enemy. I find it very interesting that uh, the uh, prophecy comes of a billion soul revival that had been prophesied when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. A billion soul revivals coming. And the next thing you know, uh, that happens. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl. We're moving in all in Alabama. People are moving in many powerful ways around the world, stepping into this move of God, and all of a sudden something comes Mm -hmm. that almost halts uh, movement. Well, that's not not coincidence, is it? Uh, Our friend Doug Addison will put the link up. Uh, He's a prophetic friend of ours. We'll put his link up. He had a very insightful prophetic uh, perspective according to this, that it was an absolute onslaught uh, to keep the gospel from the nations in this season. Uh, but that God would deal with it. Actually, he saw the Lord sending four core groups of angels to the four corners of the earth to deal with this spiritually, and we'll be praying along those lines in, 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 a, little bit, in a little bit. But, uh, so we, we don't believe it's from God, so we're going to be praying against it today. But I do know this, God doesn't deal every hand, but every hand that's dealt, he wins with. And yeah. somehow God is able to cause all things to work together for good, yes. uh, even in the midst of crisis. And so our, my friend Rick Joyner was saying, look, so you're a big sports fan or you normally watch, uh, you know, March Madness, you're caught up in that or the NBA or whatever you're, you're caught up in the TV. Now you, we may have some extra time. This is a great time to get close to the Lord. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. That's right? True. This is a great time to, yes, uh, to, to pray and to, if you, we're not going to be gathering uh, in, in many, many 
opportunities of not going somewhere. We're probably going to be at home a lot uh, to read. Uh, you know, our culture is so busy. Seldom do you have time to sit and just yeah. read a good mm-hmm. book about uh, history or, or, or the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do a Bible uh, uh, study that you've been planning on doing. I, I just think it's a wonderful opportunity during this time to, to get close to the Lord. And, you know, uh, do, can we hear the Lord? And, uh, you know, we need to be closer to Him, especially in these times, to be able to, to, to hear Him. Uh, and so I think this is a great opportunity for us to take this extra time we may have because of not gathering in church or work. or We just may find ourselves with a lot of extra time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a blessing. And the Lord could use that to uh, to help us uh, get closer to Him yes. this season. Uh, that's true, Pastor Kent. That uh, you know we don't need to walk in fear. Mm. And uh, uh, I, I don't believe that the Lord caused this to happen. I was thinking, praying the other day, if God could have just stopped it, but why did He allow it? Mm. And like you said. It's a crisis, but it could be him giving us an opportunity. Mm. Joseph rode to prominence through a famine, but that was part of God's redeeming process. The thing about God, he, his redemptive process, he can take what was meant for evil mm. and bring good out of it. And so that's what we have to look for, that, there's, that ultimately God, because people are walking in fear and and people are wondering about what's happening. I tell you one thing, there may not be as many people in church this morning as there was last Sunday, but I promise you there's more people praying in America this morning than there were last week. And we just need to call on God and ask Him to help us. He'll give us direction because we, you know, we are His people. You know, He, he, uh, regardless of Corona or not, He's still in covenant with us. Absolutely right. And, and, you know, it's a great opportunity to, to take our own uh, process of our own lives. I mean, are we, are we connected to the Lord? That's right. And, hey, if you're watching today and you happen to log on with us and you don't feel like you're truly connected to the Lord, today's your day. That's true. All you got to do, he said, call upon him and he will answer you. And so you don't have to live your life. This is one crisis. That's right. But there will be personal crisis. There will sure. be a lot of uncertainties. Uh, as we live this life, but we don't, we don't have to go through this life without the certainty of knowing the Lord because uh, that is what it's ultimately all about is having eternity in our hearts. And so even right now, before we do anything else, somebody may be watching us and just unsure of your relationship with the Lord. Even right now, just call upon him right there. Lord Jesus, I don't want to live my life in fear of the future or fear of disease or fear of death even, uh, you came that I might have life and have it more abundantly. So I reach out and give you my life. I give you my past and future. I give you my sins. I ask you to forgive me and come fully into my life and uh, save me and cause me to be born again and enter the kingdom of God. So w- we just pray that today. That yes. throughout the, as people are watching online from our church and all other churches, that today people will come to know Jesus yes. uh, and will accept the Lord today as their Savior and begin to follow Him fully into the future because with Jesus, we don't have to be afraid of anything. That's yes, uh, right. Interesting, the Bible says, uh, fear not. 365 yeah, times. times. So that's one for every day, day wow, of the year. And so that's a great point, Dan, that, that we don't have to live in fear that's because right. of our covenant and our relationship with the Lord. And so that's exciting. I want to take uh, just a minute and show you a uh, quick video from our friend Chuck Pierce. Uh, I really love Chuck. I thank God for the prophetic uh, oh, yeah. ministry. Uh, Amos 3, I think it is, Dan, Dan's the theologian, he can help me with the scripture, but I think it's Amos 3 that says God will do nothing unless he reveals it to his servants, the prophets. And interesting, God spoke to Chuck Pierce uh, uh, in September that we were going to in, in, enter a time before Passover that would be nation, uh, nation against nation. It would be a, a world-type uh, crisis of a plague-type uh, invasion and that, uh, that it, would, it would go through Passover. And so uh, in the interesting that God was speaking to the prophets right. before this ever happened, mm-hmm. and God gave him an instruction. This is what I love about the prophetic. Uh, the, the true prophetic is not just you know, 
seeing something in the future, but it's having an instruction. What do we do about this? And so I'm excited that today we've heard the practical precautions from our medical advice from Dr. Dalton Smith, which is, which is wisdom. And we need that, and we need the practical wisdom of how to navigate this. I think it was wisdom for churches not to meet today, and sure. I, I think all this is right, that, that, that people are being courteous and, and stopping their gathering so that we can use wisdom and get through this situation. Uh, at, the same th at the same time, like Dan said, we don't have to fear... This is great opportunities for us to serve one another, be with our families, have time to connect with the Lord. It's a great time for us to connect with people from the church, outside the church, you know, call each other, check on each other. Let's do that together and keep the unity uh, uh, there. But I love it when God gives us a prophetic instruction, sure. how, how to go through this. You know, when Israel was in Egypt, there were plagues. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then God said what to do, take a lamb, Eat the lamb, put the blood on the door. There was, a, it, there was an instruction that God gave to release the faith for, for, for them to come through this. And I believe the Lord has spoken uh, to Chuck for us. And so he was flying, I think, from Minnesota yesterday. It took him all day to get home. But even when he got home in his house, took his iPhone and filmed a prophetic instruction for us. And I believe it's very important. We'll show you that. We'll come back and pack it a little, and pack that, unpack that a little bit, and then we'll get ready for prayer and communion. So check this video out from our friend Chuck Pierce. I just returned from Madison, Wisconsin, and on the way back, I was praying for our gatherings tomorrow. You know, gatherings are becoming a real issue. The situation that we have been in this year is probably the closest thing to Passover in actuality that we've ever known because we're having to experience a true Passover. Now think about those people. They, they were uh, under great bondage. They were working hard uh, and yet God had a plan for their deliverance. But to, to experience deliverance, they had to address a lot of things that were in the atmosphere. Now remember, this is the year the Lord is blowing from heaven. That means lots of stuff is being stirred up in the earth realm. Now this thing with China is key. I go back to the three books I've written and all you gotta do is look at it. 2020 becomes the year that China really makes its uh, push to become the world power over economic structures. You have to understand this has an economic dynamic. Now remember also the Lord said to me uh, that we have to tighten our belt this year. And what he was gonna do is show us how to take resources and make them into, uh, do exploits with them, make them into other things. Now, I, I wanna say to you, we are the body of Christ. We are the kingdom of God. We are God's people, the good news here in the earth. And we are in all this tension that's going on in the earth realm and we have to maintain faith and a good news. The Lord wants us to the Lord wants us to have a word of faith at every turn. Now, that's what I want to say to you. We don't need to be trying to buy all the toilet paper in the world out there. All that is is a control factor when we demonstrate something like that. We need to have what we need. He will supply our daily needs for us. But in the process, what he wants to know is, he is truly preparing us to cross over. I believe when the Lord said this in September that we would be going through a plague-like condition that leading up to Passover, and then we would break through it. I believe that he is leading us in a way. I believe God is right here with us. I wanna encourage you, be wise, be wise in your gatherings. But there's two things I want to say to you. When there was a plague in David's time, David made a lot of mistakes, but his biggest mistake was that he numbered the people. Well, there wasn't anything wrong with numbering the people, so you have to go a little deeper and find out what the problem was. He did the same thing in doing that that he did when he tried to bring the ark in. He didn't go back further and find the law of ransom. If you took a census, and numbered the people, you also had to give an offering. Now, this is a year for two things to happen. Give that offering that God tells you. Do not quit giving. Do not quit worshiping in any way.
If you do that, the enemy is going to hold you under this Egyptian curse. Now, here's another thing that is so important. And remember, what David had to do to break the plague was he had to build an altar and give an offering. And uh, you can go back to uh, Exodus 30, and you can see that, verse 12. You can see exactly where that is in the Word of God. And so the real key comes in our giving and worship. Second thing, the Lord told us that any time we gather to remember Him, Passover is incredible as we approach it. But really, the true Passover, the Lord wanted us to remember when we came together each time, when we, when we come together as a group, He wants us to remember Him and His body and His blood. And He wants us to take communion with Him. Communion purges us. It allows the, the act itself does something spiritually in us. Now, I want to encourage you over the next seven days, give an offering, take communion. If you'll do that, and when you're out and about and people are in fear, give them a word of good news. Get, tell them, you know, the Lord is redoing the way we worship. He's redoing the way that the nations are aligning. He's redoing everything in the earth realm. Now, I do want to I, I say this to you. You're going to find in days ahead, there was something major about the economic uh, force behind what we're going through right now. And so don't be surprised when you see a clash of nations coming, especially between the U.S. and China. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to speak faith into it because we are on the verge of one of the greatest breakthroughs we've ever experienced. I want to say to you in Alabama, you have a double portion anointing. And remember, this is the year of double hands. Throw your hands up and say, Lord, fill my hands. Open your mouth and say, Lord, fill my mouth. Speak faith into that earth realm and watch this particular situation take a shift. I love you guys. I, I, if I wasn't here tomorrow, I would like to be there with you. So may God bless you. May the Spirit of God come. May you worship. Find new ways to worship Him. But remember, give an offering in this year of taking a census and take communion so that your body stays in alignment with the Lord. I bless you abundantly. Wow. Yeah. Wasn't that powerful? Powerful, very, very powerful. I love that prophetic instruction from the Lord. And when you, when you, I hadn't seen it until Chuck sent this video that we are experiencing a real Passover this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, are in a, we are in a nation that has plague. Mm -hmm. And we are moving in just a few weeks to Passover where the plague was, was stopped and the people were set free. And so it's, it's the time to, as Dan said, don't be in fear, but stay in faith. Yeah. And uh, isn't it interesting, you know, uh, that it's also a census year for us. Yes. So this is a census uh, mm -hmm. that we're taking a census. And the Lord was, I had never seen that scripture, but Dan and I both looked it up yes. uh, in Exodus 30, right? Exodus 30, 12. Anytime they numbered the people, each person was to give an offering. And the reason they were to give the offering is so that the plague would not come to them. Isn't that wow. interesting? Exodus 30 and 12. And, and so right in the midst of this, and, and so this, what, what this spoke to me as soon as I saw it from Chuck was, why, why would God, I'm pretty practical, why would God say give an offering? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just me thinking, why would that be one of our instructions? Because it's the opposite of what's of the spirit that's happening right now in our nation. Yeah. Everybody's hoarding, everybody's taking, everybody's hunkering down, and God says, "No, no, I, that's not the spirit that I want you function, functioning in. The spirit of the kingdom of God is even in the midst of this. I'm exercising faith in giving, not not taking and not hoarding, yeah. because right now everybody's squeezing right. down mm -hmm. and so we got to go against that we overcome evil with good and so we release faith through our giving and uh and the communion elements i was uh you know interesting that god was in covenant with israel and sure. so they're in egypt 
and uh, and they applied the blood over their uh, their home and uh, and was spared and the, the death sure. angel passed mm -hmm. passed over right and so I, I was thinking about that this week and we'll get ready to have communion here in just a moment and go get David yeah. to lead us in a little bit of worship but uh, I, I, I thought it was very interesting I was praying for all of us I was praying for you uh, our church family I was praying for our my, my family and our state and the nation and I was asking the I felt kind of funny because, you know, people are suffering around the world. Uh, and so I felt kind of selfish in one way, you know, praying for me and us all to be protected when people that are actually there are not protected. And I'm not, I don't know all the details or all the answers to this, but I do know the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so I had this kind of stirring inside of me. And I said, uh, and just out of my spirit, as I was contemplating, praying for everybody and just praying about being in covenant with God, uh, Holy Spirit said, I love everybody, but everybody's not in covenant with me. And so there's, there's a place of covenant with God. So I begin to look. Giving is an act of covenant, right? Communion, that's an act of covenant. Speaking God's word. This is something that I don't think we do often enough. Chuck said, open your mouth and I will fill it. This little Charles Capps book that's been in my life for 35 years now, uh, that's, that basically was he was the uh, founder of this spiritual principle in, in our in our time Charles Capps about speaking the word of God and I remember at one point in my life as a new believer I would get this little book out and every day say I am of God and have overcome him for greater is he that's in me that's in the world I will fear no evil Lord for you are with me your word and spirit comfort me I am far from oppression Fear does not come nigh me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And so I think it's very important that during this time we do act in faith yeah. through covenant. Uh, I think it's, uh, I think uh, in the year 2020, uh, Second Chronicles 2020, uh, believe in the prophets and you will prosper. Mm -hmm. uh, trust in God and you will be established. And I think this is a prophetic word for us. And so we want to encourage you today. Uh, Davey's going to lead a bit of worship for us and then we'll uh, make an opportunity if you want to give an offering. You're more than welcome to do so. We'll put it on the, on the screen how you can give. You can give online, uh, www.waio.org and just click give. You can give that way. You can text and give. Uh, if you'd like to do an offering that way, you can text any dollar amount to that number. Uh, or you can mail it in. And so obviously we know there's faithful people here at Word Alive that give tithes and offerings regularly in our first fruits. But if you want to do that or, or a specific offering for this, you're more than welcome to do that. I'm going to do that just as an act of faith. Uh, and then we're going to take communion. And then we're going to have a time of prayer uh, and just pray and believe God together that this would be a speedy recovery. Uh, I, I believe that all the prophetic words I've heard from my friends uh, that we will come pretty speedily through this. And I don't think it's a long, drawn-out process we're in, so I think you can take courage from that. And so let's just take a few moments and worship while you're worshiping. If you'd like to give as a part of your worship, do that. Then we'll, we'll finish up with taking communion together in a time of prayer. They bow before your throne. 
before the Lamb of God and they sing that you are worthy of it all. Yeah. You are worthy of it all. For from you are, for from you are all things and to you are all things and you deserve the glory. Of it all, only you, you are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things, you deserve the glory. Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You are worthy, Lord. Yes, you are. In all of history, you've never failed your people. Yes. You said you would never leave us nor forsake us. Yes. Lord, we come to you today through covenant, believing you yes. for our families and our church and our city and our state and our nation and the world. God, that you are working and you're moving in ways we can see and ways we can't see. So we come to you and we come yes. to communion. If you have...
you have elements, we've got some elements here today. We just want to take a moment and just share the Lord's Supper. Our way of Whether you got some wine or juice or I've had people in times that are tight, sodas, whatever, whatever liquid you can have, it's, it, it's a faith. Uh, you know, if a blood of a regular lamb, a regular goat could stop a plague and protect the people in the land of Egypt, a regular goat, a regular animal, how much more? the blood of the Lamb of God. Yes. God's own Son. Amen. And so today we come to the communion table and we remember the blood of the covenant we have with our Lord Jesus Christ. So there in your home and he, us here, we remember the body of Jesus broken for us. Yes. And the demonstration of the love of God for us. And so we take this bread and we break it and we partake by faith, believing that this body broken for us so that we could be healed and that we could be restored. God, you said you would bless our food and water and you would take all sickness from our midst. We partake of the communion bread today, believing that your life will fill us, fill our families and fill our homes today. And we do it by faith in Jesus' name. Lord, we take the communion, the wine, the juice, representative of the blood covenant. There's life in the blood. And we thank you today that Psalm 91 is a reality. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. No plague shall come nigh our dwelling. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits. He forgives all our iniquities. He heals all our diseases. He delivers our life from destruction. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercy. He satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagle. We thank you for the blood today. We apply the blood of Jesus over our lives, over our homes, over our church family, over our friends and relatives over the city and community where we live, over the state of Alabama, over the nation of America and the nations of the world. Behold the Lamb of God that has taken away the sin of the whole world. Today we establish our covenant with you by faith as we enter into the communion meal today. So we drink this knowing this is your covenant, your blood shed for us in Jesus' name. Father, I just ask you for the peace of God yes. that passes all understanding to fill every home today, every yes. person. Drive fear and panic away from us and let us live as we transition into Passover knowing our Passover lamb, Jesus Christ, has already accomplished the work for us. We thank you for that today and we honor you for it. Dan, would you pray for the Pray for our city and our state and the nation and the world about this ep epidemic. Yes, as, as we pray this morning, I want you to remember Pastor Kent told us last week that we were priests. And Aaron, with his censor, went out and stopped a plague in Israel. Mm. And that incense is just symbolic of our prayer and intercession. Mm. So you're priests, so I want you to pray along with me today. Father God, I thank you first of all that we have access into your throne room today. And Lord, I believe with all my heart we have your full attention. So Lord, as we call upon your name, we first of all, we thank you for the blood of the covenant mm -hmm. that sealed the deal, Lord. Even if I'm not faithful, you cannot deny yourself. Mm. You remain faithful. Lord, this covenant is not on, built on my faithfulness alone, but it's you're the one who's faithful, who keeps your word. If you said it, it's going to come to pass. And Lord, you said you'd protect us and keep us. 
And so, Lord, I pray for our families. I pray for the Word of Life family. I pray for the families of our city, our state, our country. Lord, that they wouldn't live in fear, but they'd learn to trust you in this time because you do love them and care for them. I pray for our government. I pray for our president, our leaders. Thank you for giving them wisdom on knowing what to do and to help us. I pray for our state and I thank you for our governor and what she's doing and the legislature. And I pray for our city, Lord, that you give us wisdom and understanding. And Lord, I pray most of all that in this time that we would just thank you and knowing that you're with us and you're helping us. And yes, we're going to get through this. But Lord, as we go through it, I pray that you show us what we need to learn from this. Mm -hmm. That Lord, we might better serve you and trust you. Lord, I have a great appreciation for my family in Christ today. I have a greater appreciation for your presence. Mm. I have a greater appreciation of all your promises. Lord, and we thank you today. And we ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Dr. Don Smith, would you pray for our, our health care workers yes. and those that will be dealing with this on a medical level? Absolutely. Father, we just thank you. We thank you that we don't have to fear. We thank you that your peace goes with us. And Father, I just pray that as we navigate these new times, that we understand that we do not navigate them alone. Yes. That you are in the boat with us. And that we are able to, to confront this with confidence, not in our ability, but in yours. And I just pray for every healthcare worker um, that's out there doing the job every day, God. Continue to lead and guide them. Help them to draw closer to you even as they continue to be busy in their their day-to-day -day work. And I pray for every person whose heart and, and emotions and mind may have become anxious and fearful in this yes. process. God, just let your peace fall. Let it rest upon every home. Let every person that goes out into the community be light and darkness, hope where there seems to be confusion, and allow us to be able to, to show, show up as the people of God, confident in who you are and how you lead. Let your spirit be real. Let us use this time to find who we are in you. Mm -hmm. Let our identity be confirmed, our hope be assured, and we just commit this time to a place of healing. God, it's through your stripes we are healed. Mm -hmm. Your word has not changed. There's not, yes. Nothing has taken you by surprise. And so in that, our confidence remains. And we know that we will overcome. Amen. We join our faith together with you, and we yes. just say, stop this plague. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Let it, let it shift today. As millions today around the world are praying, yes. let, let it shift today. Let today be a marker that something shifted and something changed. And we saw it begin to dissipate and move the other way. Yes. Lord, we believe that. We thank you for it. We join our whole nation today in praying this prayer together. We thank you for the unity of prayer that's being moved across America and across the world today by your spirit. Lord, we thank you for it and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. We, there's, you can sense the presence of the oh, Lord yes. here. I know you feel it in your home. Thank you so much for spending this morning with us. Uh, it's an unusual gathering of, uh, of worship, but it's been a blast. Yes. If you need us, so obviously our offices are open this week at the church. Uh, if, you, if you need us for anything, check on each other. Stay connected with one another through, through technology. Uh, you know, write some letters. Might be a novel idea that we'd never do that uh, to each other, but stay connected with each other. Uh, let us know if we can serve you. Reach out to our communities we talked about earlier. Uh, be aware that there will be opportunities for us to speak faith and speak hope and speak love. Uh, if any of you actually uh, were, that are watching us that actually do get diagnosed with this, this virus, call us. We will pray for you. We will yes. come and lay our hands on you and pray for you and anoint you uh, and, and, and pray for, the, for, for your sickness to actually be healed. And so uh, just let's just keep moving in faith. Let's keep moving together. We'll be back again next Sunday at 10 a.m., in a similar type environment with, uh, with probably some updates, uh, with uh, some, some, some of our other worshipers will be joining us. We'll probably come back to you two or three times this week and just give you some updates. We'll stay connected through technology. Thank God for technology that allows us to be connected today. We love you, our Word of Life family. Dr. Dalton Smith, thank you so much for spending.
spending time with us today, and thank you, Davey. Worship was fantastic. Thank you. Thank, yes, you. thank you to our technical team for making this available. We love you guys very, very much. Uh, have a great week. We're praying. We're staying connected, and uh, we'll be back and be in touch this week, and then we'll see you next Sunday right here online again. Love you. Be blessed. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.